0: to welcome each and every individual two voices of integrity for young men. Uh, These are interesting and you're invited as a woman or as an older man to not only uh, listen and participate but obviously share these with others too. So today we're going to be going through the analytic personality and as a young man and so you've hopefully watched the podcast for the amiable and so here's the podcast for the analytic the analytic if you chose um the cube of the four shapes or if he chose out of order um he'd probably be in analytic now we're not all one personality so it could be analytic driver analytic expressive analytic amiable the analytic one of their greatest strengths is going to be they like to dot their i's cross their t's make sure things are done properly in order one of their weaknesses they like to Dot their I's, cross their T's, make sure things are done properly in order. They, our greatest strength is our greatest weakness, and our greatest weakness is our greatest strength misapplied, is taking a strength and carrying it too far. If you're an analytic driver personality, um, yes, but you're in the top, um, quad room, um, over pyramid, which is where 75% of men typically um, you're going to be. Um, another strength you have is your drive your assertiveness to make things happen. Weakness would be drive assertiveness to make things. And so you'd be yeah. a double portion of task, so you want things perfect and task and <laughs> Weakness would be as it relates to connecting with um the amiable, the expressive, the people side. So you're focused very heavily on task. If you chose the cube in the wavy line or a cube and boring or not fun, um secondary would be expressive personalities So one of your greatest strengths would be your energy excitement enthusiasm weaknesses would be energy excitement enthusiasm you have a million ideas strength and weakness you're going to have inner conflict um you'd have inner conflict if your driver analytic is fast or perfect but you do things fast and perfect the driver analytic um figures that out but when you cross over there's even more inner conflict and so you go from the upper left to the lower right and so you're gonna have a million ideas and you want them all perfect and so um you know career-wise anything you do um you know you'll be happy with and anything you do you won't be happy with so there's a lot of tension a lot of frustration inside because you have two parts of you pulling you if you chose the analytic and the the, the, the ball, the amiable conflict with others, um, you'd go ahead and one of your strengths would be your concern, compassion for people. One of your weaknesses would be concern, compassion for people. Um, you'd have a double portion of less assertive. And so you're going to be less assertive with the task, and you're going to be less assertive with people. And so um, one of your greatest strengths would be um, – your tenacity, like once you set your mind to do something, you do it. One of your weaknesses might be at times a bit stubborn. And if that wasn't tough enough with the amiable, they get locked and stubborn. They have a lot of data to back it up. And so this gives an overview of, of young men um, as it relates to, you know, maybe five topics that um, young men might be interested in. is specifically, you know, we could talk about the analytics is sex, fun, women, and marriage, and money, and friendships. And so, you know, in this short podcast, I don't know that we'll touch on all of them, but um, so I'll let, you know, Kenny and Luke kind of guide the conversation. But each of these four personalities will view uh, sex, fun, money, and women uh women and marriage and money and friendship differently so the analytic will look at um differently than the other three and so other three personalities so let's dive in kenny what would you like to accomplish in today's podcast it could be related to the analytic it could be you know as an analytic or relating to analytics or it could be any one of the five or something else what would you like to accomplish in today's podcast Okay, yeah, I would like to, so if we, I've, I've had some thoughts on, well, this might be from young men in general, not just focused on the analytic, but on masturbation and also sex before marriage. Okay, so there's a great white paper out there on the strength of a young man. Um, and so we'll make sure that we put that beside it so somebody can go in and, Uh, You know, somebody can go in and click on that and go through and read that. Um, That'll give you kind of a basis of background. Um, The masturbation, you know, um, in different belief systems, um, you know, in different belief systems, there's going to be, you know, different ways of viewing that. And so um, let's go from a conservative perspective. So if you're a young man, you say, I see no problem with it. Okay, well, that's, you see no problem. I think one of the things that's really important in today's culture is, you know, what's interesting is I often find the people that think they're open-minded and think I'm not open-minded is they may not be open-minded. Like I'm more interested, it seems like, in hearing their perspective than they are hearing mine. So if you believe yourself to be somebody who's very open-minded, then you're fine with, you know pretty much anybody's perspective as long as it's somebody who agrees with you that's not being (laughs) open-minded and so listening to other people's perspectives i think is something that's probably maybe one of the most important thing to really consider that perspective um and say huh that's interesting now what's What's also important, great book by, by Malcolm Gladwell, The Picking Point, is that what might be right for one young man might be wrong for another. Like one young man might be able <clears throat> to go ahead and have alcohol drink, you know, something mm-hmm. in moderation, where another young man should never drink ever in their in their life. From my perspective, um, you know, from my perspective on the alcohol i've never had a drink of alcohol because i have a very addictive personality um going back to the masturbation um christians from my understanding and again we're covering them because you know they're often going to be the most um although i guess muslims and others you know um, buddhists i'm not sure what their views it'd be interesting if you have a different view, so my background is Christianity. My dad was a pastor, a uh, missionary, so that's how I grew up, and so that's what I'm going to be most familiar with. Um, if you are a Christian and you diff- you have a different perspective than I do, that's okay. And I'd love to have you on as a guest someday, and, you know, let's talk about your perspective. Um, and so in going through it, uh, a lot of Christians will have a perspective masturbation is wrong. I think their primary perspective is going to be their primary reason is lust of a woman. You're not supposed to lust after a woman. So, you know, in the Ten Commandments, it says thou shall not commit adultery, having sex outside of marriage, Um, or it could be fornication. We won't even get into that, but that's an interesting study, the difference between the two. But anyway, um, and so they think about, you know, so one perspective would be, You know, you're lusting after a woman in masturbation, so you should never do it. Um, Others would say not necessarily um, because that's not necessarily required, but often that's a part of it. Um, And so (laughs) I've seen people with um, both sides of the perspective and I encourage, you know, people to work to be firmly convinced in their own mind, you know, what what they're doing, um, that that is, that is acceptable and that's a good thing. If somebody, if somebody, if a young man believes has a conviction that they, they shouldn't masturbate, I encourage them, don't masturbate. If somebody has, doesn't have that conviction and feels that they can, um, I would be careful, and i definitely not go ahead and lost after a woman um and you you know to consider so, yeah.
1: speaking
0: speaking from experience it's i mean it's right on the line the battle of just it's just too hard just to say no okay you got to do something what what is that something that can make it a lot easier to say no to masturbation. Yes. Work really hard. Like If you're exhausted at night, if you're exhausted, keep busy. Work physically hard where you hit that pillow and you're dead. You're so tired. <laughs> like you are so tired. Like you can't, you are just boom, you're just gone. You're just asleep. Mm-hmm. So if you go ahead and are lazy, you know, if you're lazy, um, that's not gonna go ahead. That's gonna if you have la- lazy and you have time on your hand, it can be like a drug. It can be like alcohol. So a number of young men like to drink alcohol because they feel connected with other people, but they're connecting through the alcohol. Um, they're not connecting. it's not it's not like real eat, working at it. So any addiction, any addiction. So addictions tend to be, um, progressional. They continue to get worse. I'm not addicted. I'm not addicted. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's too late to be addicted. So working really hard throughout the day, um, time blocking (laughs) and say, I've got all these things going. You start a company, man, that's going to keep you busy. So you're so busy and you're so physically, emotionally, mentally exhausted at the end of the day in a really good way that will help immensely Mm -hmm. and then as it relates to sex um my my viewpoint okay so again everybody's entitled to their own view live you know understand you know understand that you get to make a choice for your life and so um I went ahead and, you know, we were taught very much, you don't have sex until marriage. I'm not sure when I embraced that as my own belief system rather than my parents' belief system or somebody else's belief system. Um, and so I dated a little bit, but not a lot before I went ahead and found the woman that I've been married to for 39 years. And we started dating and my mom didn't talk a lot about sex. My parents did not talk a lot about sex, but my mom did say when I was dating, she said, Mark, sex is progressional. I'm like, okay, what's that? She's like, like when you rub your, you know, you just brush up against a woman, like a girl's arm, like you, you have all these tingles <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I get that. Then she said, then you want to hold her hand. Okay. Then you want to go ahead and hug her. Then you want to go ahead and touch her. She said, "Every everything leads to sex. I mean, that's it's all it's all driving towards that." I'm like, "Okay, that makes sense." And then um, she said, "So you have to be careful because you moved. You can move too quickly, like it's a freight train out of control." So when we started dating and um, started kissing, and some some circles I've been in, say you don't kiss until marriage. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I mean, I mean, it's. I'm not saying it's you should. I'm just saying there are some that actually believe that, um, and I respect that. We did not make that choice. Um, we said kissing was fine, but I could see how much I enjoyed it with my girlfriend at the time. It was insane. It was like all consuming. It was just like, like every time we, every time we we're together, we wanted to make out um, like crazy, and so we actually put. Like we could only make out on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We were at college. And so we were at college. They were guys and girls' dorms. So the girls weren't allowed and the guys and the guys weren't. But I had a car and I had a brother who had an apartment that was, you know, totally available. And so I tried to put, you know, boundaries and say, okay, I can't do this. I can't do this. A woman will tend to go ahead and when she falls in love, she will, it seems to me, okay, It seems to me, and when I say women and when I say men, I'm not saying all women, I'm not saying all men, just as a general rule. So that's not the case. I'm saying in general, these things seem to be patterns. So in general, when a woman falls in love with a man, she wants to give herself physically to that man in general. And so um, that is what happened in our dating. And then when we got engaged, it was infinitely harder. Um And so we had both decided that, yes, we're going to wait in, for sex until marriage and other sexual things too. So we were pretty, pretty careful. I mean, we were, I'm like, man, we got to, we gotta, like, it's just, the more i want the more i got the more i wanted and the more rules i put in place i figured out how to get around them and i'm like man this is i am not it was about 6 months before we got married and i went into the bible and actually found an, a reason a good justification for having sex before marriage i mean i found biblically where i could do that and i'm like mark the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked <laughs> so So in my own mind, I thought, hmm, but I like, I bet you I'm deceived. Um, So even though biblically, I think I could go ahead and support the fact I'm not going to do it. Just It's just, I'm going to, I'm just not going to do it. And I cannot tell you 39 years of marriage. I cannot tell you how thankful I am that I made that choice. Waiting until marriage, um, was is one of the top five choices that i've made in my life the benefit is massive it's insane i think that the woman and the guy will often feel guilt um and the woman will you know when it says in the bible about adam and eve that eve's desire God's curse, part of the curse is her desire will be to her husband. Men want to think that's a desire for sex. It's not. It's a desire to control her husband. When you look at the original language, it's a desire to control her husband. And so I believe that when um, a man goes ahead, when a man goes ahead and um, has sex before marriage or sexual, even sexual things, I'd keep away from all of it personally. Um, and, and did, um, and so the woman controls the husband and that's not good for her. I think that it emasculates the man. They say that the sex drive in a a man between 18 and 23, I think it is, is the highest. It's the highest during those years where a woman is after 30 in her early thirties, which is when she's in her prime childbearing years. And so there's a design for that. And so the um, when a man honors a woman and he she can feel how much he wants it, especially as she's in love, she wants it too, but he really wants it. And when he disciplines that, a woman respects him and, and will fall deep more deeply in love. It builds a trust that's insane. Um, sexual things cloud it gives a false sense in an in dating and engagement of connection and intimacy. So you think you're closer than you are. And so, um, so I'm a big believer, wait until marriage, big believer. I mean, and the benefits, the benefits are in the connection, in the loyalty, in the trust, both ways going both ways. Um, and I knew that it was up to me. I knew that my wife was so much in love with me, she would have given herself to me. I knew that. And I'm like, Mark, you're the one, buddy. You have got to go ahead. And so in in every area, um, never know how much to go into sex with individuals that are not married. My mom got us the book, um, The Act of Marriage. It's an older book, but it's a great book. I wouldn't recommend it. She didn't give it to us until we were married. Uh, my mom also said, when you're married, Mark, um, anything <laughs> that is okay for you and your wife together. So it's this is just the, the two of you. She said, anything that the two of you are okay together with in sex, in marriage, the two of you um, is okay. I'm like, really? Because <laughs> there was a lot in my mind. Like if you and your wife are okay with it, if she's okay with it and you're okay with it between the two of you, it's okay. Um, and so sexually, the 39 years of marriage, I have been blessed massively in that area, far more than you know most men. And I believe that a big part of it is because of my choice to not have sex until marriage. I believe that that somehow has a blessing. Um, It also gives a man confidence. There's times in, I own my own company, international speaker and author. In my own business, there were multiple times in the first 10 years where I said, I cannot handle this. This is too hard. And immediately I went to, Mark, (laughs) stop your whining. You didn't have sex with your wife when you are dating and engaged. If you you don't go ahead, if you didn't do that, you can do anything. So it gives a man confidence. And this is where teaching young women, I mean, there were definitely things. We were at college. It was a Christian college, but still a college. And we'd go out to the lake and she had these pink shorts. And I told her, I said, honey, you cannot wear those pink shorts and you cannot wear that top. So there were certain things like she was considered of me um, where I, and I just knew I'm just like, I'm gone. I see those things and there, I just don't have the strength to so just don't wear those things. Um, and so the confidence it gives a young man, it's like um, in the, I believe it's very similar to going in the woods. We walk through the woods together. We see a caterpillar that's woven in a cocoon. We see it breaking free. And because we're very loving people, we see the pain that the that the caterpillar now a butterfly is going through and breaking free. So we very carefully cut that ca- that cocoon open. And what will happen to that butterfly? It'll die. It'll die for one of two reasons. It will die because it either starts to die, because the breaking free the breaking free is the it gives. It fills the membranes of the wings, so the wings so it can fly. If it doesn't have that struggle, if it doesn't have that pain, so this is nature. Like, like this is, this is nature. This is how it happens. And so I believe the same thing is true in a young man. So it either goes ahead. It 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 can't fly if it doesn't break free naturally. And so, so it either gets eaten by the prey or it starves to death. One or the other. And so I believe that the sex drive in a man, they say it's the second highest um, drive only to survival, living. But when you look at the risky things that are behaviors that are done with people being before marriage, with multiple partners and time and time again, all that kind of stuff, um, actually, it, you can make a strong argument. It is the the strongest driving force Um within a young man it's stronger than even survival so disciplining that strength so in the last um in the last i think it's 20 years 10 years maybe minus last 10 20 years men's testosterone overall has gone down 30 percent this is not good for america the world it's not good men's testosterone there it's conquer conquest And so that's what gives men the ability to go out and do risky things, risky good things or risky bad things. And so you can start a business. You can invent something. You can create something. You can do something with that testosterone and being able to direct that and focus that testosterone in the right direction. I believe that a lot of that drop in testosterone is because of gaming Um, alcohol, uh, drugs, marijuana, energy drinks, all of those type of things. And I can't tell you how many men, young men in their thirties that I've known that are married, they would rather do gaming, um, you know, like Xbox and all of that than have sex with their wife, have intimacy with your wife. That is a foreign concept to me. Um, It just, but it, So it's addictive, and they're finding out that gaming is more and more addictive. And so in sex in a marriage, it somehow empowers the husband to do things he would not naturally normally be able to do, I believe. And it builds a connection and appreciation uh, for his wife that's absolutely insane. Um, At a marriage conference that uh, my wife and I went to, The woman, uh, her husband did a lot of speaking, but she got up and she encouraged the women, um, you know, give sexually to your husband. She said it doesn't really take that much time, Um, but it does take energy, emotional energy. So anyways, that will probably be for another session um, after you get married for the women. There's so many things that could be shared for women. The power they have in that area is amazing. When they use that power well, it serves them, their marriage and their kids in crazy, crazy ways. Um, If they use it improperly, it's not going to go well for anybody. All right. We have just a couple more minutes. Anything else that you guys have? Okay. So, you know, share this with other people, you know, go through, learn something about yourself, Uh, learn something about other people based on personality Um, and going through that. And then, you know, the five things, sex, fun, women, and marriage, money, and friendships. Um, The analytic will have strength and the analytic will have weaknesses. And so um, women really, they hunt by a pack. Women will tend to come together better than men and work together in teams. Men tend to be more loners. So teaching men how to come together with the different personalities and work together is very, very powerful. Share this with at least two people. And if you have any questions, connect with the individual who, um, who passes along to you. For sure, join the – you can have questions – on this you can submit questions um you can also join the personality app and so i would do that life-gps.org app i would for sure do that if you have any questions connect with the individual who invited you to participate or you can call toll free 888 outside the us 630 9909 and always remember we can accomplish so much more together than we ever could on our own have an amazing day bye-bye